0: Forever, dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell tell on on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, scary things that happen to you that you tell us about. And we say, oh, that's scary. And (laughs) that's what we do on the podcast.
1: We sure do. We gasp a lot. We say, (gasps) yeah,
0: we do, which I think is such a a small thing, but it is very noticeable.
1: Oh, yes. People love a gasp on a podcast.
0: That's why they call them podcasts.
1: Oh. Anna. Anna
0: you write, that's
1: me. You write for comedy for TV and that's how I can tell.
0: Oh, God. The are word Twitter. Play. Are you a Twitter teen being mean?
1: I, <laughs> I love it. Twitter teen being mean, tuning in.
0: Um, Andrew, how how is your day? Did anything um, sort of ghostly and ghastly happen to you at all?
1: Okay. So once again, well, yeah. I'll, I'll make it. I just it feel quick. like
0: starting it, we usually end with that, but I just I know. Felt something like spooky that with happened with
1: to me. Um, my apartment, the apartment that my husband and I have, is home to many ghoulish shadows, including uh, the tree that looked like a man, uh, the lamp that looked like a boy, the shirt that looked mm-hmm. like a woman. And I hate to break <laughs> it to you, but a couple mornings ago, um, something about the guitar and the lamp cast a shadow that looked like a man. The shadow of a man looking at his iPhone. And it was really not great. Oh, no.
0: At what point will ghosts start just staring at their phones instead of haunting
1: people? <laughs> I think like... we reached it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's just a good, like, ghosts are just now getting Pokemon Go. Like, they're just, they're like three and a half years behind.
0: Right. I guess like enough millennials are dying of preventable illnesses that now like we have enough representation in the ghost ooze.
1: Yes. In if the- yeah, if you can if you can afford just to get your your uh once a year annual checkup, like do that, millennials. Yeah. I know it's hard, I know it's expensive, but just just you know, uh uh don't get Thai food like twelve times and then put that towards um getting a t- well checkup.
0: Yeah. Um, and otherwise you could find yourself in Andrew's bedroom just being like, I'm scary. (laughs) No,
1: I know. I am the gateway towards disenfranchised millennial ghosts. That's true. Um, Anna, how about you?
0: I'm trying to think. Um, I guess I had a dream that I, uh, was at a bar and every man in there, um, was hitting on me and it was like, fine, but I was with Jason and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, let me introduce you to my boyfriend. And then I couldn't remember his name. <gasps> oh, <no. laughs> and so that's sort of a nightmare. Um, oh, that is a nightmare. I, yeah, I, I can't be reliably, uh, made to know how to interact with people in big rooms anymore. And I, I'm worried that it might go something like that.
1: Anna, I worry about this so much that my my social, atrof- my social muscle has atrophied so beyond recognition that when I'm on a five-minute Zoom call wishing someone a happy birthday, I'm halfway through the happy birthday song and I'm like, I got to lie down.
0: <laughs> I'm not convinced I'm saying the words right. <laughs> harpy hotline
1: is chi.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, harpy hotline is chi. Everything's fine.
0: Yeah, and then there's the dance break. Um, <laughs> I'm eating a snack called Who Hunks. What? <laughs> i just realized I was given these on a plane a while Wait, ago. Wait, you it's, really are
1: eating a snack called Who it's Hunks?
0: A, it's a brand, <laughs> yes. I'm just realizing this as we're talking, Andrew. I'm looking, it's, it's the brand HU, which makes all sorts of um, taste-free yes. snacks for people who hate their bodies. Always
1: good. Stale, um, stale from the get-go. <laughs>
0: If you consider your body to be your worst competitor, um, (laughs) may I introduce you to hoo-hunks. It's just chocolate (laughs) covered cashews, but they call them hoo-hunks. Wow. Well. Um, Well. uh, It's a Wednesday once again. It's a Wednesday. We had
1: a bit of a mix-up last week. um, And so you got two stories last week. You're getting two urban legends this week. uh, But we'd like to switch it up. It's not from our ineptitude. It's entirely from us wanting to have you feel like you're having fun.
0: Look, here's the deal, guys. It's not original to say that days have no meaning anymore. We just really wanted to drive the point home. Yeah, and speak. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, please. (laughs) And a what? Oh, sorry. You you go. (laughs) And a five, six, seven. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Okay, Um, you guys. Speaking of driving things forward, this story comes to us from a listener. This listener has sent in a story before. They are a repeat customer. Oh, boy. Um, This is uh, Alexandra, who sent us uh, the Giles Corey story back in the spring. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And the name... We're just going to get right into it. We have some listener stories today. I love it. Um, Because I just like hearing from people who aren't just the one person I'm basically (laughs) married to. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love him so much, but whenever there's another person who was around and emailing me, I'm like, "What's happening?" Wow, we're all friends. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but great. So this story is called the murder drill story. Oh boy. Hi, Anna and Andrew. Hope you're both well. I'm Alexandra, the one who sent in the Giles Corey story back in the spring. Hey. hey. First, I wanted to quickly say thank you because unfortunately, our little landlord Mac oh. passed away this week. If you don't know the show, we I we can't cope with the idea that dogs die because that's just too much for pandemic world. Right. So we replace dogs dying with the word landlord die, and it just everyone <laughs> is a little bit more fine with it. Okay. There's just uh, enough
1: distance that you're like, that's sad, but also you know, people yeah. this like, happens.
0: No one should own property, so I don't feel that <laughs> bad. But um, uh, unfortunately, our little landlord, Mac, passed away this week, and Aww. it's been terribly sad. Oh, I work from home, and I'm used to having him with me all day, and so it's been feeling very lonely in the house. Oh, Aww. For comfort and distraction, I've been listening to old episodes of the podcast, and it's been very helpful, so thank you so much. Oh, oh you're welcome. Oh, that's welcome. So sweet. I'm glad sweet. Everything be a comfort. It's nice. I've attached a picture of him because, well, he was so damn cute, and every I think everyone should know it. LOL. And then the picture is
1: this is an actual teddy bear. I can't believe this is this is astoundingly cute.
0: It's kind of. I'm just going to say it. Fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) If there are kids listening, don't be like me and curse. But yes, Zach, please,
1: no, no cursing.
0: Believe it's a little King Charles Cavalier Spaniel. uh, The the. The black and brown version, Ugh. or maybe a tricolor. I can't see whole body. It's this just, looks like um, a damn nice.
1: beanie baby, and I just I would I want no harm to ever come to it.
0: Alexandra Macabini baby. <laughs> um, so sorry to hear it. Okay. Um, recently a family story came up in a conversation, and I thought it would be a good one to share with you guys. This is the tale of the time my family found out exactly how we would behave in a slasher horror film. <gasps> An incident we now refer to as the murder drill.
1: Oh my God, this is
0: great. <laughs> one late summer night when I was 19, I was driving home with my mom and my best friend Julia, who was staying with us. We lived in the woods and there was no moon that night, so it was very dark. Um, listeners, give a woo if you live in the woods. Just go woo. We can hear it. We can. Oh, we got a couple. <gasps> we got a couple. Good. Oh, one of you farted. Ha-ha. Got <laughs> Jokes. Yeah. Um can't see the moon. It's just so interesting. Uh, it was very dark. As we neared the turn for our driveway, we saw our landlord. Oh, no, this is, okay, actual this is the landlord. actual landlord. Not a dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a twist. What a <laughs> so twist what a, out of all the words we could have picked, Anna. Okay.
0: I absolutely clowned myself. Okay. <laughs> uh, we saw our landlord standing in the bend with a flashlight looking very alarmed. We fully did not read the room and rolled down the windows to pretend cat call him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is good. That's a good relationship oh to God. have with a landlord. I like that.
0: That's really Hey, nice ass. <laughs> <This is> funny. <laughs> it's funny. He did not laugh but instead said urgently, "Quiet, turn the car off." <gasps> we did so, and in the absence of car noise, we could hear the most frightening sound I've ever heard to this day. It was the sound of a person screaming. But it wasn't regular screaming, it was guttural, primal wailing no 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 there were words mixed in but i couldn't identify them it was coming from the direction of the house oh your people someone's getting murdered in your house when you're not there excuse me
1: oh my god i don't want people using my bathroom let alone getting murdered
0: (laughs) this can't happen so we pulled into our driveway and got out of the car, which seems insane now, but it just goes to show that people in horror movies aren't acting any stupider than we would. We're, so we're no longer allowed to judge them. Wow. My mom told us to stay there and disappeared with our landlord into the darkness of the neighbor's yard, which now seemed to be where it was coming from. A moment later, she reappeared through her Nokia brick phone at me. <laughs> she still had one. Said, call 911 and disappeared again. This is where I learned that I should never be the person in charge of emergency services communication in a crisis. <laughs> when they said, 911, what's your emergency? I said, um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a crazy noise. And I think maybe someone's hurt or something. I don't know what's going on. Suddenly, my mom popped up behind me, yanked the phone out of my hand and told Julie and I to get in the house and start locking the doors. As we did so, I heard her say into the phone, There's a terrible screaming coming from my neighbor's house. She just went through an extremely volatile divorce, and her ex-husband has had a psychotic break before. He owns a lot of weapons and is very dangerous. Oh, Jesus. The screaming was still going on, and I could finally make out some words. It sounded like she was wailing, no, please help me, no. Now, for context, my mother was good friends with our neighbor and had been helpful to her through her divorce, which meant that the neighbor's ex-husband hated my mom and he knew that she lived next door. That understanding seemed to dawn on all of us at the same time. And without saying anything, we turned off all the lights, grabbed knives out of the drawers and stood back to back in the kitchen waiting for whatever would happen next. Oh, my God. This is terrifying. After a couple of minutes of holding our breath and clutching our knives, I said... This is ridiculous. We're getting out of here. I holstered my knife. <laughs> okay, I didn't have a holster, but I put it back in the drawer with big knife holstering energy. Very good. good. That's how I unload the dishwasher. I just
1: holstered. Holstering. Anytime I put something in something else, I say I holstered it. I just holstered That's, that sub.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's The container the sub goes into is my mouth. I am body. the
1: container for my own sandwich.
0: I, yeah. I am a sub box. <laughs> um, I have to say I keep like, looking at my door just to make sure um, that no one is coming to murder me. Scary. Um, scary. We agreed to run across the dark driveway as fast as we could and drive away. But my mom said, you two go. I'm going to stay by the phone just in case. Mom, don't be a hero. This is a mom. Um, I wish I could say we stayed with her out of loyalty, but nope. We went (laughs) ahead and ran out to the car. Just a pause, um, Andrew. What would you do in this situation? Would you stay with Joe Beth Farmer, or would you? I, I'd have to
1: stay with Joe Beth. I would. I, I that, and it's not even again um, being being raised in a guilt based religion. The concept of living long, uh, living a long healthy life, but being like, I left my mom to get killed. I can't deal with it. I I still feel bad about like times I rolled my eyes at my mom. So I'm not going to let it be. killed.
0: Oh, that's fair. Um. I actually I think this is a mom by mom basis sort of thing. I yeah. think I would go because my mom um has worked in healthcare her entire life like yeah. as an, a nurse with uh patients who have dementia and like will, you know, sometimes bite and attack and like she's worked in ICUs before and like I I just think that she knows how to handle herself in emergency situations. I can and, like,
1: absolutely see Irene handling this well.
0: Yeah, she's she's compact and strong. Like she's oh, I a runner, have no doubt. Runner. Yeah, I mean yeah. that uh,
1: something something's in the water on Long Island for sure.
0: The moms are strong. Uh, yeah, well, jo Beth, too. But I, I think I think jo Beth, I want to protect. I think there are <laughs> two kinds of moms. There's moms that you feel the need to protect, and moms that you're like she knows more than I do. <laughs> my like, mo-
1: <laughs> my mom's game plan, which could go one of two ways. My mom would not physically attack. My mom would be like, I think we need to take a breath together. And, I, and depending on what your faith system is, maybe we can pray. But if not, let's just talk. That would be her line of attack.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. I, I do think that, you know, a certain amount of confrontationness is, is needed. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. Fighting well, off yeah. a
0: murderer. And I don't, I don't, I don't, your mother is perfect at a lot of things, but I don't know that this is her, her yeah. scene.
1: Take a breath is not good in the face of a knife. Yeah.
0: You got to stay. I would just assume I'd be in the way if I were there, which <laughs> is goes back to sort of, you know. My core wound, but it's not what we're talking about. It's not that kind of scary story podcast, guys.
1: It could be one day, but not for now. It
0: could be. No, no, no. Um, Let me see. Okay. So when last we left, uh, the mom said, uh, or she said, go to the car. And they went. Um, Oh, but just as I was throwing the car into a three-point turn, my mom came running out of the house shouting, wait. Oh. She jumped in and said to us, I just got a heavy breather call. The phone rang. I answered it and it was just breathing. (gasps) That's really scary when your mom's like, trust me, go, go, go. And then it's like, yeah, that's the scariest thing
1: I can imagine.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, that's no good. Um, We drove down the road until we felt far away enough and pulled over on a side street. Suddenly, my mom's cell phone rang. We all stared in horror. she slow horror, stared in horror, <laughs>
1: stared in horror.
0: <laughs> She slowly raised it to her ear and breathed, "Hello." Then her entire demeanor changed, oh, oh, okay, okay, we'll be right there." She hung up the phone and said calmly to us, "So it turns out the neighbor can't find her dog." <laughs> ma'am
1: that that is a nine one ma'am without a doubt
0: and to be clear alexander said ma'am that's not me inserting a ma'am where there isn't one
1: but but we would have said ma'am in this moment so this is correct
0: yes um we drove back to my neighbor's driveway which now had four police cars sitting in it Uh, oh god and officers milling around the front yard they're so good at de-escalating this sort of thing this is great Um, The next hour consisted of eight police officers wandering around the property calling Sophie. This is the
1: future liberals want
0: is literally (laughs) uh, this is a story of redlining. (laughs) (laughs) It is so clear what the police were created to do. And this is them doing part of it. Oh. Oh, God. No one could find the dog. Eventually, they left. The neighbor was beside herself, so we said we'd do one more look around. We looked in the basement, in the yard, everywhere. No Sophie the dog. It was hopeless. Finally, we were about to head home when Julia said, um, guys, and then pointed to the neighbor's car. (laughs) (laughs) Now, maybe you're picturing something, guys. This is me, Anna, talking. (laughs) Maybe you're picturing something. I want you to know you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> there in the back seat <laughs> was a curly silhouette of a perfectly happy golden doodle just chilling. My God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's always a golden doodle. It's always a golden doodle. Goodle. Oh my god! Go, go- golden doodle. Go, go to Google. It's always a golden doodle whose whose silhouette looks just like your mom's friend Pam.
0: It, uh, it, absolutely! Wow! Just picturing the dog watching all of this happen. Like, huh? Cool.
1: I'm Sophie. <laughs> there, all those people are shouting me.
0: Ah, uh, that's me. Yeah, we're all here. I'm fine. There's my owner. I'm cool. <laughs> Oh my God. It turned out the neighbor had run an errand earlier that night and had completely forgotten that the dog was sleeping in the backseat. Oh my God. In the end, everything worked out. The dog was safe. No one was murdered. And taxpayer dollars were put to work in a completely appropriate way. But we have never judged a character in a horror movie since. Thanks for listening. And thanks again for all the comfort you brought me this week. Sorry if this was too long. Not at all. Best no, Alexandra. Great. Thank you, Alexandra. Oh, oh my God. God. So this is two kinds of scary stories on two levels. One is um, it, you thought it was a murder. Yes. Or it's three levels. Yep. One, you think it's a murder. Two, you can't find your dog. Very scary. Very scary. Three, the police are useless. It's fine. <laughs> We're not a political podcast. It's just no. Fine. Not everyone has to do everything, but that's you know, part of it. But okay. So... Um, <laughs>
1: Look in the car. Come on. This is wild. I think what's okay. What's so crazy about this to me is that I, in my experience, I feel like most dogs, even polite ones, even golden doodles. If there was a bunch of commotion happening around a car would at the very least be barking or making some noise, especially if their name is being called.
0: Yeah. I think the dog was like fine with it because it, Its owner was right there. Maybe
1: the dog just lives for the drama.
0: The dog lives for... Yeah, maybe the dog was, like, taking it out on the neighbor for...
1: Yeah, this is kind of a dream. This is, like, how everyone wants to attend their own funeral. This is Sophie sitting in there being like, everyone misses me so much. Wow. Sophie
0: was like, I'm the glue. (laughs) I'm literally the glue of this family.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. Do you think you would do a similar thing... Anna, if you were in this situation and you thought maybe I... there was a, a, a murder happening or a killer on the loose,
0: um, if I were Alexandra and her family, yeah, um, I think I'd be okay. I like I've been in public and like called nine one one before when like someone is having a health emergency or something. Yeah, or there like I witness a like a, a forest fire or like an accident or something. Like I'm good at calling in those cases. Mm-hmm. And like if, if someone's like fainting and or like, you know, right, I, like right. I've, I've worked, I've been at work when someone has chest pains or something and like, I'm pretty good if I'm in a crowd and there's like a health related emergency happening and I have a pretty good feeling that no one more capable than me is around at the time.
1: You like, are good at that.
0: I've, I've, I've seen
1: you call 911 when people were kind of frozen in a situation where no one knew what to do. Oh, really? Yes. I feel like we were at, at Madison Square Park. I feel like we saw someone passed out. Oh, <laughs>
0: like there are people having a barbecue. <laughs> oh my God. Remember Anna? It remember?
1: was, I, am I making this up? I feel like in like 2012 or something, there was a long line out of Shake Shack and from a distance we saw a girl pass out and fall on the ground and her friends were all just sort of like, um, Carrie and you from a distance called nine on
0: Oh, that sounds like the wrong thing to do. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> Girl doesn't sound like she had health insurance. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to assume if you're young enough to still have friends, you don't have health insurance. <laughs> I will say I
1: have called 911 before and the 911 operator was like, "Or oh, well, are you sure? Are you sure they need an ambulance? Because this is going to cost a lot of money. And I was like, oh, this oh. is dystopian.
0: What um, a cool area. No, like when like a man came down uh, from the hotel room and said that he was having a chest pains and he was in his mid fifties and he was in on business. And I was like, wow. buddy, you're getting an ambulance. Yeah. But yeah, for the girl in the park, I, I don't know. I'm not confident. Maybe, I, maybe it
1: was not you. Maybe. Oh no, Anna, I'm so sorry. This was, this was our friend Ryan Weir.
0: Oh, well if it Ryan Weir did it, then I trust it.
1: Well, I think what she did is she ran up. She like, we were mid conversation and all of a sudden, uh, yeah, it was Ryan because all of a sudden she was like, I'll be right back. And she Picked, she like grabbed a glass of water and ran over and she just ran over to a woman lying on the ground and gave her the water and then came back and was like, yeah, all those people are standing around. No one called 911. I had to call 911. But this is a real thing that happens. My brother John used to say that in a lot of situations when someone is hurt, um, when someone has taken a fall, particularly an older person, uh, very often through no lack of character, people freeze. And they stand around and don't know what to do and you tend to need uh, someone to delegate. Like someone needs to come in. I I witnessed this once with John. We came across um, an old woman who'd fallen in the mall and had like cracked her head and there was blood everywhere. And instantaneously, John was just like, hi, did anyone call 911? No? Okay. Can you call 911 and you go into that restaurant and ask for a tablecloth and blah, you know, like – like, he, you know, he was a green break, So he just, like, had the experience to know how to do that. And it was, like, nothing to him, Ugh, you know? He's the
0: best. Um, um, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I was trained in, like, emergency CPR when I was a camp counselor. And, like, it was the first week of camp where everyone was, like, slightly, like, hooking up and, like, flirting with each other. But, like... <laughs> We all had to then like do CPR training if like a child collapsed together as a group. So there was a lot of like flirty, joking energy while learning it. Um, But I do remember that the first thing you do before giving CPR, once you determine that it's safe, is you point at someone in the crowd and say, call 911, then get back to me. Because if it's not just enough to tell somebody to call 911, you have to make sure that they've done it. Interesting. Um, I also this this is like out of date by like 14 years. So please uh, uh, just before Andrew and I met, I learned how to do CPR and there can be no coincidences in this world. Um,
1: (laughs) I think about it all the time. I, I always value the I've Googled probably a thousand times how to give CPR to yourself. You know,
0: that's so, that's very uh, sex in the city. I'm sorry. Not because,
1: (laughs) not because I don't think Chris would help me, but Chris has, he's a composer. He has very industrial uh, headphones and sometimes I have screamed (gasps) as loud as I possibly could and he could not hear me. So
0: I'm just ready. You know what I mean? You guys have to get one of those defibrillator things that they have at basketball games.
1: Oh, that'd be fun. I'm sure I will need one.
0: (laughs) At least for fun purposes.
1: (laughs) Break it out at, you know. Fourth of July parties, so it'll be great. Yeah. Um, Alexandra, this is so scary, but I'm really glad things turned out okay. Um, yeah. I can't believe landlord also fa- factored into the story. What a coincidence! Unbelievable.
0: Um, also, like the idea of having a landlord in the like in a rural area is interesting because I-, I just assumed that. If you live in a house in the middle of nowhere, you own it. Yeah, that feels
1: uh, that uh, a a rural landlord kind of feels like an '80s sitcom situation, (laughs) you know? Yeah, Um, like it's
0: it's all flirty.
1: It's all flirty, baby. Uh, But Alexandra, thank you so much. This was such a great story. Two two good stories from one person. Unbelievable.
0: Yes, dedicating the pod to Mac. um, Yeah, a king,
1: a true king, absolutely adorable. I mean, this dog should be on a plate.
0: Absolutely. Print it on a plate.
1: Print the dog on a plate.
0: Yes, that's good. And then there's a a boyfriend or a husband or a partner in the background. Yes, cooking apparently. Busying in the kitchen. I know this is, it's very nice. I have to say that being in a relationship during quarantine has been like one of life's little blessings. Oh, it's huge. But every single picture on my phone is my dog looking cute. And then Jason like shirtless in his underwear in the background. I'm like, Oh, I have to like be careful to not post this. <laughs> their apartment is overheated. It's fine. But <laughs> he's not a weird person. No. Yeah. Jason is
1: normal. We have, we have both entered into long-term relationships with, with men who like to cook meat in a pan in just their underwear. Yep.
0: Yeah, which is dangerous. You got to wear a shirt. I although. Andrew, didn't you learn from your soup? Yes. So if
1: if this uh, um, nurse at the minute clinic that I went to is to be believed, um, apparently if you spill something very hot on you, first thing you got to do, take that item of clothing off immediately. Uh, So interesting. Because the steam and heat is trapped between your skin and the fabric and it will make the burn worse. So when I had my soup incident, I was famously just wearing boxers. And um, it went all over my legs and I did get second degree burns, but it would have been a lot worse. It was boiling soup if I had been wearing jeans or pants or something because the heat would have been caught. So I don't know. I'm not advocating for people to cook without clothes on because I think the oil splatters and all sorts of things like I'm not advocating for it. But just be aware. um, Step one, take that article of clothing off.
0: Yeah, um, definitely wear a shirt but no pants, I think is what we're –
1: yeah. Figuring out long sleeve shirt, no pants.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like a long, like the sleeves are, the sleeves touch the floor.
1: <laughs> the sleeves. Yeah. It, this is, um, this is a very Tim Burton-y sweater that you should be wearing.
0: That's yeah. a, that's a cooking sweater. It's a cooking sweater and just no underwear, no pants, <laughs> big socks.
1: Yeah. You, you And straight up Winnie the Pooh in it, you know?
0: Yeah and the 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 apron is around your head
1: yes I, this well this the other thing is that the worst part of the burn was on my feet because that's where I was wearing shoes
0: <gasps>
1: and the heat got caught uh-huh. in my shoes um
0: unbelievable un-
1: Andrew- Unbelievable.
0: What a year, what a year it has been What a
1: year for sure. I'm, I, I, I honestly have been doing, I, as I mentioned, I think in a previous episode, I have anything that involves any risk. I just decide not to do because I'm like, I don't want to take up a hospital bed. I, you know, LA in such bad shape. Um, so anytime, mm. like yesterday I was like, Oh, I, sh- I should finally dice the onions. I'm not doing that. I'm going to give them a rough dice, baby. There you go. Yeah.
0: That's smart. Don't save, save the, the tight, save mincing for vaccine.
1: Yes. The mincing will come after the vaccine. I'm not planning on making a vichyssoise anytime soon. Okay. Like we're just doing rustic meals, everybody.
0: There you go. You got a, yeah, a big onion in a pot. <laughs> Which you can do. That's... You
1: can do. Um, Anna, I think it might be time mm-hmm. for our favorite segment. scary Scary ideas ideas for things things that could could happen. happen.
0: Okay. This is happening where we both try to match each other and then we both just talk for so long. It's a waking
1: nightmare. And I know we can't,
0: we're not going to change it. You
1: have tried to help me so often by just saying like, just say it. And a gentle listener, my brain broke. It can't do it. I can't, I When we're trying to do unison, the the um, obstacle of technology truly turns me into a primordial soup. So I'm sorry. I think
0: it's good. I No, I don't think we should change it at all. I don't think you should apologize. I think it's good. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Andrew, do you want to start? Yes,
1: I would love to. You're going through your candle drawer because it's 2021. Everybody's got a candle drawer. You find a candle that looks gorgeous, which sounds strange, but you know there are some candles that just look good. looks like it's going to be a clean burn with a good scent. Mm -hmm. You take it out. You light it. As soon as the wick catches on fire, you hear a tiny little, "Ah!" You look around. You're like, where is this sustained little tiny screaming voice coming from? You blow it out. You hear nothing. You go to light the candle again. You hear, and you think, oh my God, is this candle alive? But then you look closer and surrounding the lit wick of the candle is just a tiny, tiny little music festival happening all around the lit candle wick. And you realize, oh my God, it's Tiny Burning Man. That, that could, could happen. happen.
0: I hope it doesn't happen. I this hope it doesn't. Bad.
1: I know That's... the idea that there are tiny rich people. No, thank you. No.
0: God, can you imagine the fallout after you see that? What do you do? <laughs> Who do you call? You don't want to throw it out? No. Yeah. Who, Who do, do you call? call after that? You could call the person you trust the most, but then they could leave you after. <laughs> I know.
1: I think you just gotta. You just gotta let the festival happen and wonder where is everyone's <laughs> RV parked? You know. <laughs>
0: they're probably in your butt you gotta check your butt oh uh, they're probably in your butt you're probably just pucking in your butt okay i'll go <laughs> okay and this is again gonna be in the series that i'm doing lately of um the idea that you have <laughs> a much older very rich husband i love this so much and you're, Anna. <laughs> and you're his tiny fresh um <laughs> sort of like knife uh bride of of indeterminate gender <laughs> okay you you're walking down another corridor in you and your new much older very rich husband's penthouse in the sky and he's left you another note on the mirror that says um, I'm off to Switzerland on business don't wait up and you're click clacking around the halls in your, in your tiny heels and the staff all look at you very sad they feel bad for you um, and you walk up to one of the floor to ceiling plate glass windows to look out over um, the ocean <laughs> And you look, and you see a layer of just clouds forming about 20 stories below where you are. And then you look up, and you see ocean. And then you look back down, and you realize you're in an upside-down building. Because you're a ghost. That, that could, could happen. happen.
1: Sometimes you're in an upside down building and you just need to be
0: ready for that. You're a ghost sometimes. Yeah.
1: you're. Believe it or not, you're not at Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in one of the several locations. You're a ghost.
0: You're a ghost. And that's, um, that's on you <laughs> at a certain point, you know?
1: At the end of the day, if you're a ghost, that's on you.
0: That's on... Fool me once. Um. Well, that's really it, you know. I think it is, Anna. That's thank you for uh, yet
1: another entry into this series of being married to a much older man.
0: <laughs> I think it's something to think about. You know? I
1: do think it's important to get that representation <laughs> out there in terms of spooky comedy podcasts.
0: I know it's good. Um, please write into us if you're married to a, a much older, very rich man.
1: Just interested to know how that. I mean, I feel I. You know, growing up in Palm Beach, I knew many happy couples that were that dynamic for sure. <laughs> Of course. Um, oh, and and Also, also uh, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Story underscore pod. You can email us your own scary stories or questions or corrections or just to say hi at scarystorypod at gmail.com. And what else, Anna?
0: You can also get out, out. forever. <laughs>
1: Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary stories to tell on the pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe
0: Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at forever dog team to keep up with all the latest forever dog news.